Welcome to Now the Yoga Begins, a weekly podcast exploring yoga beyond the mat, the living of yoga, not just the practice of it. You can receive this podcast in written form direct to your inbox. Just head to embodimentyoga.substack.com slash subscribe. I'm your host, Erin Van Krimpen. Let's dive in. Greetings, beloved friends. Today is our second exploration of the ethical principle of ahimsa, nonviolence. And I'd love to take the opportunity to share my thoughts about how accessibility is in yoga is ahimsa in action. So what is accessibility? Accessibility is the practice of making information activities and our environments sensible, meaningful and usable for as many people as possible. You may be familiar with the idea of accessibility in relation to people with disabilities, making sure that they are able to physically access buildings, facilities and services without hindrance in a way that is respectful of their lived experience and doesn't subject them to degrading or dehumanizing treatment. For example, an entry to a cafe with a step up can can be made appropriately accessible for a wheelchair user or someone who cannot navigate stairs with a ramp. It would not be in keeping with the principles of accessibility to require a wheelchair user to use a back entry via an alleyway next to the dumpsters through the kitchen or storage areas. While that physically allows access, it does so in a way that others, the wheelchair user, in a degrading way. No one else is required to enter this way. Why should a wheelchair user? I'd love to invite you to think about the yoga space you regularly attend. Is it accessible for people with disabilities? Would a wheelchair user be physically capable of attending a class? Would someone with mo- who uses mobility aids? Quite often, the assumption is that people with mobility issues wouldn't be interested in attending a class on the physical practice of yoga, and that's why they don't come. But in fact, I would hazard a guess that the reason we don't see more people with disabilities in yoga classes is because A, the venues of most yoga classes are not accessible or 2, B, um, people with disabilities cannot be confident that the class that will be offered will be taught in an accessible way. Accessibility for people with disabilities or neurodiverse people is very important and rightfully where the conversation should start when it comes to accessibility in yoga. However, I think often that's where it ends, if it's even a consideration at all. The truth is we all benefit from accessible design across all areas of our life, including in the yoga studio. Did you know that curb cuts, the little dips in the concrete on footpaths at road crossings, are the result of advocacy by and on behalf of wheelchair users. When footpaths or sidewalks were first created, these didn't exist. And it took pointing out to town planners that wheelchair users couldn't cross the street because they couldn't get down off the curb to figure out a solution. How often have you been the benefit of curb cuts over the course of your life? Wheeling a suitcase across the road, pushing a pram or trolley, riding a bike, or when you've had an injury. The likelihood is you've experienced the benefit of accessible design already in the course of your life. life. And 
that's not even considering that research suggests around 80% of us will be considered disabled at some point in our lifetime, whether that's with a temporary, chronic or permanent disability. And even if we're not currently experiencing disability, we know that everybody's bodies are different. Some people are stronger than others. Some people are more flexible than others. Some people are recovering from injuries that aren't disabling, but require ongoing support and attention to the health and well-being of the joint area and the attached human. For example, if you've had a knee injury, you may not be disabled in an ongoing way, but you may notice sensation in your knee during particular poses in yoga that you didn't before your knee injury. That's what I'm talking about here. Some disabilities aren't visible. Accessibility is also a really important consideration when it comes to invisible illnesses and mental health issues. Treating everyone as though they have the perfect yoga body or mind capable of doing every pose to the fullness of the traditional expression is not accessible, not in keeping with Ahimsa and frankly, not realistic. The fact is accessibility is for everyone and it's not hard to factor that into your practice. Accessibility is Ahimsa in action. Ahimsa asks us to do no harm and we do this by beginning with ourselves. In asana practice, as we talked about last week, this means not pushing ourselves into poses or positions that cause pain, injury or harm. Ahimsa also means treating ourselves with compassion, practicing asana with the body we have right now without trying to change it. Accessibility is the way we meet our bodies where they are right now, providing options to vary poses for the body we have while still achieving the purpose of the pose. Accessibility is not a lesser form of yoga. It doesn't mean you're not really doing it. It's not the easy version. It's the version that is the least harmful, most compassionate to your beautiful body, just as it is right now. Ahimsa and accessibility are perfect partners in asana and in yoga in general. So the next time you use your block instead of reaching all the way down to the floor, remind yourself that you are practicing more than asana in this moment. You are practicing yoga. The more options you give yourself, the less you push your body in ways that are harmful, the more you are giving life to Himsa. And perhaps the next time you get annoyed that your teacher is providing too many options or not pushing into the traditional full expression of the pose, consider that they are providing a practice that is accessible for everyone, just not people who's not just people whose bodies are great for yoga. Because everyone can benefit from asana, not just the people for whom it comes easily. Why should it be only people who are already strong and flexible that benefit from yoga? When we exclude bodies of different abilities and capabilities, we are gatekeeping yoga. And there's nothing in the yoga sutras about being thin, strong, flexible and able to stand in order to practice. Some food for thought. Until next week with ever more love. Namaste. My dream is to create a vibrant community of humans engaged in the living of yoga, not just the practice of it. You can help by rating and reviewing the podcast in the app where you listen to help other yoga seekers find us here. You can also join the community. 
Each week we reflect on the poster episode for the week in our subscriber-only chat. Head to embodimentyoga.substack.com slash chat to join us. The intro music for the Now The Yoga Begins podcast is Everybody Up by Sasha Anday, licensed under Creative Commons via filmmusic.io. For more information, check out the show notes. Now The Yoga Begins, the podcast and newsletter are an offering of the heart, free for anyone who wishes to receive them. If you'd like to support this work, you can become a paid subscriber at embodimentyoga.substack.com slash subscribe. Monthly and yearly subscriptions are available for $10 AU per month. Until next week, thanks for listening.